Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Geodes for Two, a couple's podcast on everything crystals, healing, and healing crystals. I'm your host, Anna Banana Peelson, and I'm here as always with my partner in chimes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to. It's Cassie Cassava Rootsman. How's your aura today, Cassie? Well, Anna, my aura is glistening in your presence as always. I've as been always. doing a lot I... of experimentation lately. Really? Let's hear about it. Recently, I've been putting a lot of uh, thermatite right on my heart chakra and laying on the floor for hours. It's really put me in a place of calm understanding of where we are in the universe. So do you feel like you're in a better place now to handle your stress, your daily stress, your daily tensions? I would say so. Do you have any advice for our listeners on what they can put just simply on their root ch- chakra in order to heal a uh, fallen arch? <laughs> I've had entirely too much coffee to keep this up. <laughs> It's a little sleepy, isn't it? It's a little sleepy. You are listening to Everyone's a Critic. That was a fucking weird intro. And we are uh, just kind of a podcast that does some shit with reviews. I like (laughs) to think, I like to think, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of podcasts out there with names, with our exact name that are like movie review podcasts and shit. There's one, there's one with our exact name that's a movie review podcast and it's defunct. It ended in 2016. I've done the research. But there's a lot of there's a lot of review podcasts where where, where 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 people do reviews. I like to think that we are we are a reviews podcast because we are a review we are a review of the reviews. How's that? Yes. See, I think that's our business card. We are the reviewers review. Mm-hmm. We are the we're the reviewers reviewer. I'm Jess. I'm Johnny CB. You're really committed to that, aren't you? Um, I forgot about it for the last couple of episodes, but yeah, I am. I deep down, yes. Deeply committed. Um, I think you're getting started today. So I am. Let me first tell you what my topic is going to be for today's episode of Everyone's a Critic. So it's been a little while since we've done a trip. Our last trip was to Pocatello. So I really wanted to do some kind of trip. I picked the place. And then once I started digging into it, it was immediately obvious that there was entirely too much shit to do in one episode. <laughs> Because I like the I like the trips to be comprehensive. I like yeah, the, like yeah, like with Pocatello, I did like four restaurants and I did the main museum and uh-huh. I covered a lot of stuff. Yeah. In this place, there's just too much shit. There's too much. It's it's easily one of the like most populated parts of TripAdvisor's website. Oh man. Yeah, it's in like their top five destinations. It's it's massive. Holy so, shit! Okay. If you get on the forums for this place, there's a lot of like trip reports. People like to do trip reports mm-hmm. where they where they painstakingly detail their trip for no reason to an audience of nobody. So I thought, well, why not do that? So what we're going to do is day one of our trip to Gatlinburg, Tennessee. <gasps> Haven't we not done Gatlinburg? I think we did a little bit of like Smoky Mountain stuff. But now we're going to do a formal day one a trip to Gatlinburg. Formal trip to Gatlinburg. Not, not Pigeon. Oh, we did Pigeon Forge. A little bit, yeah. Okay. Well, hot damn. That's day top one. five? I think so, yeah. Or the Smoky Mountains are literally Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg, and Smoky Mountains all have their own pages, and they're all like top ten. Man, yeah, it's ridiculous. Wow. Totally ridiculous. Wow. Okay, so our listeners are in for a treat, is what you're saying? I really think so. I found some pretty wild shit. Okay, that um, our topics are very different this week. Then that's Good. exciting because Good. I have a real life, honest to goodness, recurring segment. Ah, oh, the water's warm, babe. I'm glad you're joining me, finally, at long last. And it's got a really good name. 
Are you ready? You've been hyping me up all week. We are going. We are tiptoeing towards the belligerent bibliophobes book nook. <laughs> the fuck is that? <laughs> Because you see, in this world, there are people who uh, constructively criticize famous books. Because it turns out that a lot of really famous books were written by old white dudes. And as we come into our own mm -hmm. as a generation, we realize like, well, some of those probably not, not as good as we really thought they were. This is not that. Oh, good. Okay. This is people being angry about books. Okay. Not for any constructive reason. Okay. Just, Just to be angry about, about it. About the concept of paper in, in leafy pages between covers? Well, particular books. This we okay. are doing, this is the uh, angsty white teen coming of age week. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. So we are going to get started with a little book called The Outsiders. All right. Isn't that more of a preteen thing? Uh, it, Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, But this is not preteens getting upset that they had to read this in eighth grade. Okay. This is their parents getting upset that the book exists. Yes, 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 yes. And I just, I knew you were going to get so excited about okay. this. And so we're going to hop right on over to Amazon to a uh, an Amazon user called Trapper John, which I don't know if you know this, is <laughs> one of the main characters in MASH. Uh, yeah, that sounds familiar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that tracks. Um, it's a one-star review. I hate old books. <laughs> I hate old books. My kid had to read this for school, and I want to get it off my please review list. <laughs> Finn. Done. That's it. <laughs> Amazon's been harassing that person forever. Forever. Like, could you please review The Outsiders? Could you please? Could you please? I hate old books. How was your recent purchase of The Outsiders? Eh, I hate I hate old books. I hate I it. Hate old books. I hate old books. That's, um. I mean, as someone who used to do English tutoring, that's like... Not even that weird a thing to hear. Oh, I'm sure it's not. I'm, I figured that this would not be strange to you, but it is humorous to me. <laughs> I mean, usually usually students, like college-level students who are upset about reading a book, it's the book's fault every time. Oh, yeah. It is always the book's fault. Yeah, frequently. Um, or yeah, the author's fault. so frustrating. Fault. And it is, I mean, it's good to keep in mind that The Outsiders was written when Essie Hinton was like 17 years old. Like she wrote that book mm -hmm. young mm -hmm. and it's about youth, which is fun. My other, the other book that we'll get to later, it's also about youth and it was written at a particular time about a particular setting, which is super fun now because now we're just going to talk about all the old people that are upset that it exists <laughs> and talks about youth. Yeah. Um, Lovely. Julio in has this one star review. My opinion. It is all about these children who ruin their lives by being in a weed-smoking, alcohol-addicted, blade-holding kids. Honestly, <laughs> I don't recommend it to anyone. Being in a... Being in a yeah. weed-smoking, alcohol-addicted, blade-holding kids. Okay. Hmm? They almost had something to say there. They were so <laughs> they close. They almost had a cogent thought. But they didn't. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Didn't, oh. didn't bring us all the way there. Didn't come all the way to the end of the road no. with us. Had a good thought. Put it through the cheese grater. Honestly, though, it does say honestly. So honestly. At least it was an earnest half thought. Right. Can I also say it was uh, hearing hearing the kids say, ah, old books are so annoying and it's it's the book's fault. Uh, that was super frustrating, except the Scarlet Letter. The Scarlet, the Scarlet Letter does not get a free pass. The Scarlet Letter can suck an ass. Yeah, it can. One, one whole ass. If you're a student and you want to complain about the Scarlet Letter, you should not have to read the Scarlet Letter. Totally fair. Okay, can I, maybe this is a controversial opinion. If you're a student and you also want to complain about Jack Kerouac, 
I feel like you can. You, it's I okay. I feel like you maybe can. Yeah, maybe all right. You know? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's okay. Maybe that's, I don't Maybe that's all right. Maybe that's controversial, but I feel like you're okay to complain uh, there. Here's there the- <laughs> we go again. Court and controversy. Court and controversy. I, I'm the, not a huge fan of Carol. We're going to get the Jack Kerouac Twitter verse on our asses. <laughs> oh, just right on our asses. All, all 12 and a half people who are in 2018 defending Jack Kerouac. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is another one star review. If zero stars was a choice. Dot, dot, dot. Classic. 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 Let me say this as bluntly as possible. The book stunk. (laughs) It seemed to scream that violence and smoking is okay. In addition, no one can relate to the characters. They wear lots of hair gel and leather jackets. They beat people up. They smoke. They have weird names. It's one of those books that every teacher in the school is crazy about. However, maybe I shouldn't review the book. I didn't get past the fourth chapter because I didn't want to suffer from a boredom attack. I recommend this book to people who like senseless reading material. Domo. The end. Domo. Yeah, D-O hyphen M-O. Period. Domo. Okay. Okay. Sure. The end. Sure. Um, so I imagine also at one point... They were told that, oh, man, if you like movies, you should really watch Casablanca. Like, it's a classic. It really established a lot of uh, traditions, and it, it's very important in, in cinematic history. And then they watched it, and they were like, this just this just tells me that smoking and gambling is okay. I don't know. Yeah. No, this is trash. This Mm-mm. tells me that it is okay to philander. It's okay, it's okay to, to, to play cards and smoke. Uh, mm-mm. 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 Absolutely not. Mm-mm. No. What an ass. I know. I just I read that and I was like, oh wow, it's a it's a book about gangs. <laughs> hmm. I wonder. I just have a couple more, but the next one is pretty long. I think it's worth it. Okay. I am I am I am strapped in. This is a review. Okay. I'm gonna get just the context here. The internet has now been around for like a hot minute. Um this is a review by T. Armstrong. It is a review from November third, which is today. Nice. Hot off the presses. 1999. Not so hot off the presses. Very cold off the presses. Okay. It's, it's been dead a while. So this is a review from... This is like a dial-up review. Yeah. This so, is... Somebody somebody cut off their phone line for a little while to make yeah, this review. To make... Because it is long. So, so I, just, it... I, need, I need everyone to understand the commitment to writing this novel that they have written on Amazon almost 20, 20 years later. This, this review was like probably in its original state a fax. <laughs> this is this is a telegram. This is essentially a telegram he shipped, review. He went to Jeff Bezos's house. Yeah, so this is really important. This is like historically, culturally important. This book was required reading for my twelve-year-old. I cannot fathom why teachers require kids to read this book. It glorifies gang life and makes heroes of criminals. My son told me what a great guy Jally was because he took the rap for a friend who broke some windows and helped that he and Ponyboy and Johnny when they were in such trouble. What this really means is he covered and abetted the actions of a vandal and two boys involved in the death of another. This makes Dally a good guy? The author tries to make us identify and sympathize with these boys who are thrust into unhappy circumstances and react like Brack by becoming hoods, thieves, liars, and killers. We're supposed to empathize and champion these boys? Yes, they had their gentle spots and even showed great bravery at the fire. But I cannot negate that our children being 
are being made to like and admire these criminals. I don't want my son to identify with these kids. I don't want him associating with these kids. Like, I certainly don't want him to look up or emulate kids like this. What is the point of this book? That everybody feels pain? Do we really have to glorify crime and deception and expose our kids to this ugliness to teach them that? Why aren't we reading Tom Sawyer? Why are (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Fuck. Oh, Oh, fuck. I mean, nothing against Tom Sawyer, but fuck me. Why aren't they being taught to look up to good, honest, decent living people? No wonder our teens are in such trouble these days. We're teaching them to think that that's the way it has to be. Well, I'm going to go out all in here. I'm going to go out all in here and say that that person's child probably is in jail by now. Almost certainly not that book's fault. Uh, almost certainly Almost not. certainly that person's and fault. Almost certainly that guy's fault. Yeah. But it's because he had to read The Outsiders when he was 12 years old. This is another one-star review by Augie Doggy. I'm sorry, who? Augie Doggy. One more time? Augie Doggy. Okay. I didn't purchase this book, and I don't know why. I didn't purchase this book, and I don't know why it's in my purchase history list. (laughs) I guess someone got a hold of my credit card and bought it, and I didn't notice. You gotta... You gotta get in touch with your bank, honey, not Amazon reviews. Right? No, no. Oh. Oh. I I didn't purchase The Outsiders. Oh, I guess I better tell the internet that somebody got a hold of my credit card information. Hey, internet, I'm vulnerable. (laughs) How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> Just walking down walking down the street at night, flipping through cash. Like, oh, man, I have so much cash on me. <laughs> oh, I haven't spent any cash in a long... Oh, man. In just a lot in a long time. 100, 200. Oh, oh jeezy, peeps. I love it. We got a one-star review. I know this is going to shock you. It's a one-star review from Max B. An outsider's view on the outsiders. Oh, shit. I want you to know that this is riddled with typos. I feel like that's appropriate. I need you to know that beforehand. Okay. This is riddled. (laughs) Safe. That's what this book is. Stereotypical characters, stereotypical enemies, stereotypical morals. The author wasn't a greaser. The author was cherry. The only good part may be that people will look up Robert Frost after they read the book. I was asked what I thought about the book by a friend, and I said it was cliche that her messages and morals were the basics. Don't judge people by the way they look. We should all get along. Everyone has good in them. He told me that, yeah, well, now it's cliche, but back then it was new and on the edge. I thought of South America at that time and of Marquez. I though of existentialism a few decades earlier. I thought of Faulkner, Bellew, Ellison, and others. I even thought of another book in which the narrator is writing down their life story, The Tin Drum by Gunther Grass. This is the best I can sum it up. Predictable morals, cardboard characters, an annoying attitude, and so many other problems. The worst insult a writer can get is that they are sheep in wolf's clothing. Bah, bah. Okay. (laughs) I mean, generally, generally, I, I, that last part, I don't think that means anything. I don't know what that is. Uh, generally speaking, they're not that wrong. Uh, well, they're not wrong, but I think but that also, like, classifying a-, a YA novel yeah, written exactly. by a 17-year-old yeah, exactly. to Gabriel Garcia Marquez yeah. is like, I, 
That's just not. That, that's someone who who was asked to read The Outsiders and is still really <laughs> is salty about salty it. Salty about it because excuse me, yeah. excuse me. I've read Faulkner. <laughs> I've read Faulkner, and uh, this shit is yeah. not as I lay dying. <laughs> like it's just it's it's apples and oranges, you know. And I believe that that young adult novels need to be well written, but also like. They're written for a different age group. Like, yeah. The Outsiders is a book that's written for middle schoolers. Yeah, it wasn't cliche to me when you know, I read it. I, yeah, because when you read it and you're like 12 years old, yeah. you're like, holy shit, Though, what's happening? I will I will say, and I'm, I'm so glad you picked this book, I will say, I'm going by Johnny again now because it's Johnny CB and it's edgy and it's hip and it's cool and I will not hear otherwise. <laughs> uh, I went by Johnny until like, I was like 23 some shit. Mm-hmm. I, I stopped going by Johnny the second I needed to have some kind of like professional veneer on my life. Basically grad school. Yeah. So it took a long time. Uh, the main reason I never liked it and always kind of hated my nickname is The Outsiders. Well, okay, listen. Because I was named after a cardboard character who died. <laughs> Matt Dillon's performance in The Outsiders <laughs> is one of a- like actors' greatest gifts to mankind. I thought he played Pony Boy. No, he played Dally. Oh, so okay. he's in the hospital bed. Yeah, yeah. Do it for Whichever Johnny. One. Whichever one. Do yeah. it for Johnny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the, it's the single greatest scene that cinema has ever gifted us. And that's not even it's I was incredible. I was mocked my I was mocked for plenty of famous Johnnies and I was made I had jokes thrown at me about plenty of Johnnies and none of them were the outsiders. Yet that's the one that bothered me. <laughs> but Johnny was like the best character. He was like the oh. he was the gold. I know, but Stay I didn't want to... Stay golden, pony boy. I didn't want to be golden. Oh, but you I are. wanted to... I know. I know what I... I hate it. Okay. Um. Okay, we just... I just got to hit out. you with one okay. more... Shh, shh, you're not out. This is a good one. This is a good one. Because, as we know, Amazon's quality control is paltry at best. Mm, questionable. And at worst is a cannon they shoot from space. Yeah. Um <laughs> so when when you're looking at book reviews, the biggest problem is that like sometimes Amazon just sends out books where the edges are just completely like tele strong man ripping a telephone in half. Te- not a telephone, a telephone book. A whole, just a whole ripping a whole telephone. Rotary in half. telephone. <laughs> ripping a telephone book in half like jagged. And a lot of people were like Oh, one star. They sent me like this book that's really poorly made. But uh, Benjamin P. had this two-star review. Ooh. Story is great. Why print a book with rough edges? The book was great, but for some reason, this particular one has pages that are cut with a rough edge. Why? It's such a pain to flip through. Why would you do this? <laughs> it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor for the rough edges on these rough boys' lives. On these rough boys' lives. And I just really liked the, why would you do this? What's the... Like it, like asking Essie Hinton, like personally, why, mm. why would you make this stylistic why would choice? You, mm. Why would you do this to me? <laughs> this personal affront to my, <laughs> I've, I've been paper cut so many times I barely have a hand left. <laughs> so, Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Gatlinburg, Tennessee. We can't escape it. We can't. Es- we will never escape the Gatlinburg, <laughs> oh Tennessee. The uh, intensity of your eyes of your pop filter just now were like <laughs> frightening. Um, so you've only been to Gatlinburg the one time, right? You, I've you- been. I've been four times to Gatlinburg. Okay, that's more than I thought. Um, I think it was early in our relationship that I took you because I hadn't been since I was yeah, preteen. 
probably around yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. It had been a while, and I only had good memories because as a kid, Gatlinburg is like real cool. Yeah, there's some like that. there's some like fantasy village shit. They and sell some, a like, lot of swords. Quaint little places. Yeah, there's they like dumb shops. And, a lot of airbrush t-shirts and a lot of like a lot of fatty, sugary stuff you eat. So like, yeah, you you like it as a kid, and you play the putt putt, and you shoot the laser guns, and whatever. You do the Gatlinburg thing. Uh, we went back, and holy shit, that place is a hellhole. It's a it, hellhole. It's, it's just a nightmarishly bad place. Yeah, it's it's scary. Um, which is why I couldn't possibly just take one trip. That's why this this is day one. Day one of our trip report to Gatlinburg, because okay. there's just too much to cover. Now, the most obvious thing to cover about Gatlinburg has to be the old-time photo booths, right? Uh, okay, which are... which are Hey, hey listener, yeah. th- those are in Salzburg, Austria. We were we were in oh, Salzburg, yeah. Austria, and we found an old timey photo booth straight out of Gatlinburg. Yeah, because they're just they're they're just like it, anywhere tourists show up, those little old time photo joints will show up like fucking little little parasites. They're just ready yeah. to cling on, just like oh, fucking stink bugs in the summer. They're like an invasive species. <laughs> um, they are. So yeah, in Gatlinburg alone, I could not get an accurate count. Yelp Yelp said there were like five Gatlinburg, or Google said there was like seven. Uh, when we were there, we counted more than that. I was going to say there's more than seven. Yeah. So there, there's a lot of old time photo booths uh, in Gatlinburg, considering that it's not a big place. It's, it's not huge. It's no. one main strip. It's yeah. like a square mile. Yeah. And, and there's, there's at least seven or eight of these fucking things. Yeah, for and sure. They're just places where you go in. If you don't know what these are, you go in with your family and your significant other or whatever, your friends, and they put you in some like old timey outfit. Um, sometimes they do like 50s gangster shit, but mostly it's like pioneer, yeah. fucking well, Davy Crockett, period wear, Civil War type stuff. You know, yeah. Sometimes it's like, especially in the South, sometimes yeah. it's very like Scarlett O'Hara-esque yeah. Civil War era um, stuff. I would say 80% of their photos involve some kind of firearm. Usually more than one. They usually I would say eighty five percent. They usually just give everybody a firearm yeah. and, and a and a like a raccoon hat. <laughs> and then and then they put you in some like old timey looking setting. There's usually a woman with her elbow propped on a barrel. Yeah. And I would say seventy yeah. percent of it's elbow on a barrel. Yeah. And um and then they take your picture and they put like a sepia tone filter over it or a black and white filter over it and that's really and they charge it. you seven hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. They charge you some ridiculous price and you get your picture and these things are obviously very popular. My parents have one of these fucking pictures. Uh, I grew up looking at it like People really like these things. I have never once, as a kid, as an adult, I've never once understood the appeal. I really just don't. Obviously, I'm missing something, but I really don't get it. So it would I would be remiss to not cover, for an entire half of a segment, old-time photo booths, <laughs> which is why this is day one, because come on, there's oh, just too yikes. much. yikes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's look at some reviews. These are just for all sorts of different old-time photo booths. They are all basically the same, so it really yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, it's fine. We don't need to name names. This first batch is from TripAdvisor. We're starting off here with a review by S&C Mom, and it's a five-star review for a photo booth in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Kids loved it. We stopped by the location across from the Gatlinburg Mall next to the subway. We went to the one across from Bubba Gump Shrimp Company, and the kids didn't see a theme they wanted. And, I mean, how much more Gatlinburg can you get? 
You cannot, you 100% cannot get more Gatlinburg than we went to the old-timey photo booth across from the Bubba Gum Shrimp Company, and my kids were not satisfied. And we didn't like that one, so then we went to the one next to the subway, and that was fine. <laughs> the lady sent us to their other location. Jimmy was our photographer, and he did great. He's been doing it for nearly 30 years. My daughter wanted to be a floozy, and my friend's son wanted to be a robber, so they played Bonnie and Clyde. Adorable! We can't wait to come back again and get a family portrait. Does floozy mean something other than what I think it means? I have only heard floozy mean like just like an old timey term for a loose woman. Yeah, that definitely what I thought. Like, Yet this father seems very proud of her daughter wanting of his daughter wanting to be a floozy in a picture. Sometimes you just want to be a floozy. Adorable. Do you think he mean like him at like flapper? But if they dressed up like Bonnie and Clyde, I don't. I think she just wanted to be just wanted to be promiscuous, man. Nothing wrong with that. A lady of the night. Yeah. We got a... <laughs> Dude, have I ever told you that I was one time with a very dear friend of mine's like parents. We were up visiting them in, in a small town in East Tennessee. And a woman walked past... The, we were getting gas. A woman walked past the gar- car. And she was in Daisy Dukes and Fishnets. And the woman... this My, my dear friend's mother said... So sincerely, she looks like a lady of the night. And I could not <laughs> laugh because I was trapped in the car. Yeah. And I have never forgotten that moment. The poor woman was just in like high top sneakers, fishnets, and daisy dukes. She didn't look bad. She looked great. Yeah. A lady of the night. Rocking it. It was like, what? <laughs> what? That, I, imagine, I imagine the suppression of that laugh was so difficult that... 20 years from now, an aneurysm is going to bubble up. Yeah. And that's where it came from. That's what gave me GERD, honestly. Yeah, probably. With, with the suppression of that laughter. Oh, man. We have a five-star review from Wendy D. Amazing job. I am almost 41 years old, and I have always wanted to have my pics made like this. And I finally got to do it. They turned out great. Living the dream. I'm Living so the happy dream. For her. And I just don't understand it. We have a five star review from Sherry P. Oh, good. Beautiful Photoshop with great choices. Owner and staff were most accommodating with our little princess, Ariel. Thank you, Autumn. You have the patience of Job. Great looking photos edited just to my liking. The frame and mat work was superb. Be sure to go here for reasonable, quick, and fun photos. Patience of Job is such a fucking Southern thing to say. Right? Holy that's, shit. That's the thrill of getting on Trip, TripAdvisor <laughs> Gatlinburg. The th- when you get on TripAdvisor Gatlinburg, the tone of the reviews is unlike anywhere else on the internet. That is like such a Southern yeah. mob thing to say. The reviews on TripAdvisor Gatlinburg are so religious half the time. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, I can't Patience of, of Job. Okay, I think that's the last of our five-star reviews. <laughs> I really wanted this to mostly be five-star reviews because I just I just think it's lovely that so many people get so much out of something that I think really is like, awful. Yeah. I, I really would never, I would hate this. But there were a lot of good one-star reviews, so here we go. We have a one-star review from Susie M. What a rude bunch of people. <laughs> Waited in line forever. They were so hateful to everyone. When my family went up there to get their 895 photo, we were told that that is only for one person and one photo, even though it says in huge foot-high letters that it is 895 and buy one, get one free. We've done lots of these, so we know that price was outrageous and probably a gimmick. Were we ever right? 
What a bunch of gunk. And it wouldn't have been that bad, but they were so hateful. That gal told me the only thing I have for you is this old fat lady dress. And she threw it at me and told me to go put it on. Now, that is just not the way I want to be treated. Maybe they talked to people like all that in Russia or the Ukraine or whatever country she was from, but not to me. Oh, no. We left. We found other studios all over town, but none as quaint and private and as much fun as that little one behind the World of Illusions and Reagan Terrace Mall. Shop around, find a good one, we did, and they are American-owned, American-operated, and only use American-made products. Avoid this old town photos one, has a gem mine right next to it, and the little one across from McDonald's. Really, what does it take to get the city to do something about these places? What? What do you want done? What on earth? <laughs> what are they what doing wrong? Fuck roller coaster right we just went on together that was a journey because the whole the the initial part of it i was just thinking oh so they like didn't smile at this woman and so Mm. they were hateful no no she got called fat and had a dress thrown at her which like that's bad just leave but no she had to come for eastern europe what the fuck (laughs) really hard and then get like like, really nationalistic oh my and then demand that the city i guess deport them do something about this yeah i, I guess deport them i don't Illegal know what else she russian wants. spies in the old-timey photo booth <laughs> obviously what the fuck and i am going to be hard pressed to believe that the costumes in an old-timey photo booth are made in america i i would be shocked yeah i i mm. Mm, mm. Mm. We live in uh, capitalism now is yeah. where we live. That's yeah. the nation that we live in. Sort of the in. whole thing, yeah. Sort of the whole thing. And those costumes are not made here. No. There's nobody's grandmas in the attic like <laughs> sewing up the, the hymns now. That's not what's happening. Yeah. There's not, not so much the demand. When will the city do something? When will the city do something about all these Eastern Europeans? We have a one-star review from Indie Guy 100. Stay the hell away from this joke. Oh, no. I'll never suggest or go to this place ever again. Let's see a few reasons. One, didn't listen to any suggestions we made. Kept hearing, I've been doing this for 35 years. I know how to take pictures. Two, kept giving my wife a gun when she said, no gun, please. (laughs) We had it 18 month old with us. Trying to take a family picture. Nothing says a family photo like mom holding up dad with our child just sitting there. Three. Holding up like a robbery. Oh. (laughs) I definitely envisioned like taking a bride through the front door. Mom holding dad while the baby's just like on the floor like, what's up? No, they just, these places only know firearms. They, they only know fake firearms, they, so they insisted. Excuse me, ma'am, could you please put your baby down and hold this gun? You have to. You need to hold this gun. I'm holding a baby. You have to put the baby down and hold this gun. Either hold this plastic flintlock pistol or leave. Yeah, get the fuck out of my sight. I've been doing this for 35 years. I on, know what to do with a baby. The sign on the door says, no shirt, no shoes, only flintlock pistols. <laughs> I have the right to refuse service to anyone not holding a flintlock pistol. Three, my wife questions her outfit. She looks like she's from the 1880s and I'm from the 1930s, but he reverts back to line one, which is didn't listen to any suggestions we made. So this review is a flow chart. Yes. Okay. Four, mm, cigarette smell. Five, oh, his girlfriend shows up. Better see what she wants. Six, 
other people come in. Better start selling them photos by yelling across the room. Overall, we will have a memory, but not that kind you usually would want to remember. We went up the road and got much better photos done at somewhere in time. I have one bonus review for not an old-time photo booth, oh, but man. this is still worth mentioning, and I want to mention this, this attraction in Gatlinburg, this store, purely because of its name. Oh? Yes. The name of this store is Thistle Do Nicely. No, it's not. It is. Thistle and then do like dew drop and then nicely. Thistle do nicely. No, it's not. It's amazing. That. It's amazing. It's a Christian knickknack store. It's amazing. Oh my god! It's amazing. We That's have, incredible. We have a five-star review from Vicky M. Yeah, it's from me. Good job naming your store. Also, listener, hop on Google and find Thistle do nicely and find that the main picture that they put up of like the whole store and tell me that shit isn't photoshopped. That shit Tweet is at us. fucking is it, photoshopped. Is it photoshopped. It's 100% photoshopped. Vicky M, five stars. Home sweet home. I adore this store. Was at Gatlinburg Inn from August 6th till August 13th, and if I was not in that store five times, I swear it's a piece of country heaven. I'm sorry, let me reread that. I swear it's a piece of currency heaven. Oh no! Capital C, capital H. No! I bought candles, a ladder, small, complete with the thistle wrapped around it and a beautiful small wood picture to add to the decoration. The owner told me how others have done different decorations and so forth and was very helpful. She even remembered me from being there so much. That's a nice feeling. They also had a beautiful CD playing from Lady Antebellum playing and it just warms your heart to hear Christian music as you drift away in your own little world of country charm. I love this store. I will be ordering online for sure. Thanks to the owners for a wonderful place to drift into a beautiful place. <laughs> okay. And of course the, the the twist is that she's from Michigan. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Babe, please grab my hand and take me back into the belligerent bibliophobes book nook. I am ready. <laughs> okay. So, continuing with angsty white teen coming of age books, I feel like there's only, there's like one other seminal novel mm. that must be addressed. Mm. Does it involve a catcher's mitt? It does. Okay. And he good, just good. gets all that rye. Mm-hmm. Mm. He, just, mm, he mm. just catches it. Catches it. Just catches all that rye. Um, I, I really like Catcher in the Rye. Mm-hmm. I read it in high school and I feel like it's one of those books like you either read it in high school and you still like it or you read it in high school and now you're like, that fucking book is garbage. See, I, I can't, I can't see anyone arguing that the book is garbage. Perhaps overread, perhaps kind of annoying, not garbage. Would you like to hear some people arguing that the book is garbage? I guess. Oh man. Let's start with DFNYC from Amazon. One star. <laughs> And this is recent. This is 2018. This is supposedly a classic. The boy in this book seems like a maladjusted, not particularly bright or likable kid. I gave up about two thirds of the way through. I was hoping it'd get better, but I skipped to the last page. It didn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't work. I'm like not that. sure why this is a classic, but now I understand why the author went underground after having write- written it. No, no. 
I think I think the problem is not the book. I think the problem is you don't know how to do books right. It's well, you did the book wrong. Catcher in the Rye is a mystery novel, so if you flip to the last page, you find you out get the twist. Yeah, why J.D. Salinger quote went underground. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the kid was dead the whole time. That's the big twist. He was. That's he the was. big reveal. And man, did critics just pan that? They fucking panned it, mm. man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I knew if I led with that one, it would get you. It would really get you riled up. Oh, jeezy Pete's. Um, Spencer C has this one star review, also recent. Yes, I know it's a classic. Yes, dot dot dot. But yes, I know it's a classic. Yes, I know it's required reading. It is also poorly written, badly dated, and the gestalt flavor is awful. A disturbed teen is angry at the universe and afraid of adulthood? Big deal. Join the club. <laughs> and before you assume I am an illiterate, <laughs> I am a published author and a collegiate level oh, English no. teacher. Oh no! And tutor. No! So some of you will have no choice but to read this. Or assign it, but that does not mean you have to buy the hype. <laughs> I know, I know that person. I, I know, I know the English program person who's like really, really uptight contrarian about that one thing that uh, nobody else gives a shit about. The gestalt flavor of Catcher in the Rye is awful. Oh my gosh, I it's know awful. that person, man. It's it's rough. <laughs> it's a rough person to be around. <laughs> They just, they just really want to get you riled up about this thing, too, and like find someone that shares their angst about this thing, and, and just no one else gives a shit. Nobody else gives a shit. It's Catcher in the Rye. It's like, like, it's like freaking out about any other classic novel. Like, people are going to read it anyway, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chill out. And I just, I don't... <laughs> like, we are talking about a book that somebody read and then killed John Lennon. So, like, yeah. I don't, you know, like, yeah. I just feel like if you're going to come after Catcher in the Rye, you need to be more specific than that <laughs> before you assume I am an illiterate. Yeah, and bringing in the names of soups. HD had this one star review. Terrible odor reeking from the book. Book arrived fast. Unfortunately, I had to throw it in the trash before I read the whole book due to the smell reeking from it. I noticed a perfume, oh, sorry, a perfume <laughs> smell as soon as I opened the package it came in. I read the first two chapters and left it in my bedroom. The smell was so strong, I put it on my porch for a couple of days and tried again, but the odor <laughs> would not go away. So this book gets a one star because Amazon sent a scented copy. It's a stinky, stinky catcher in the rye. It smells like the 1920s. So tobacco, mostly. Oh, I was thinking like, you know, those like fancy tiny bottles of like perfume, mm -hmm. oh, like eau de, eau de toilette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Our spin says this one star review. Basic and typical. Hated it. I'm a Lord of the Flies reader all the way. This cult classic was just tedious for me. Sorry to all the diehard fans, but I didn't get it. Um. Okay, so doesn't know what cult classic means clearly uh, and it, but i i think it's nice that finally somebody's weighing in on the great divide in literature are you a lord of the flies reader or a catcher in the rye reader famously you can really only be one or the uh, other famously which one are you the outsiders 
<laughs> well, it's been a good, good, healthy marriage. <laughs> I'm a catcher in the rye reader all the way. I've actually okay. never read Lord of the Flies. Well, it's been a good, healthy marriage. We had a good run. Yikes. Uh, Yikes. Amazon customer has this one star review. It is supposed not to be a hardcover. <laughs> so they got a free hardcover. That's nice. It is supposed not be a hardcover. Implying that they got a hardcover? Because mm-hmm. that's cool. But I just, I'm not like, going to complain. That was the title and also the review. <laughs> it is supposed not be a hardcover. Supposed not be a hardcover. Um, I'm going to wrap it up okay. with this last one. Donna J, two stars. Big disappointment for me. Mm. I have been wondering all these years about this book. Everyone raves about it, calls it a classic. My niece even said she rereads it every few years. So that did it. I bought the damn book. I read the damn book. Then when I finished the last page, I wondered why everyone thinks this is such a great book. Maybe it was the times, or maybe they don't read a lot of books. But I find that there are many, many better authors than J.D. Salinger. Hmm. Maybe it's just me. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) I think think that we can end with that curt reply from an English major. Like that. (laughs) I mean, I'll be honest. I don't remember Catcher in the Rye worth a shit. I haven't read it in a long time because I I have I have reread Lord of the Flies very recently. <laughs> uh, but yeah, still, probably no, it's probably no, just here. That's 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 I I I really appreciate that. We're just mm. gonna come down what your masters in creative writing has to say to maybe J D. Salinger is a bad author, or maybe it's me. It's probably it's you. Probably you. <laughs> it's probably you. You you've, you've waded into a conversation that you clearly have no fucking stake in. <laughs> it's probably you. Listen, the gestalt flavor of this conversation is off. <laughs> <laughs> Let's um, go back to Gatlinburg. Let's go let's back go to Gatlinburg. So again, entirely too much shit to cover in one episode. The rest of my reviews all come from one attraction. Oh. And there were so many I and wanted to talk different. about. This is not old-timey photo booth. This is not we, old-timey photo booth. Okay, booths. so in the morning of our day, we went to an old-timey photo mm-hmm. booth. We held a gun. We put our baby on the floor. Yes. And now we are going to... Now we're t- now we're just meandering on over to Tennessee Homemade Wines. Ooh. Tennessee, of course, famously known for its good, good wine. And there is a technically a wine producing part. Muscadine wine. It, do- it does compete fiercely with Napa Valley. I mean, for, it does. For it the does. credentials in the wine scene, yes. Um, <laughs> so, Tennessee Homemade Wines. I chose to look at Tennessee Homemade Wines because... They have 26, almost 2,600 reviews. Holy shit. Which is a lot. It's way more. That's a shit ton. It's like as many as the National Park has. So like something's up, right? It is really good wine. And despite having that many reviews, it has uh, five stars, like full out five stars. So like that takes a lot. People like the... Sort of musky taste of muscadine wine. I have never been so sure in my life that a place is buying reviews. Oh fuck! And we're gonna—I'm just gonna read through these real fast because oh, so I have okay, a lot okay, of them. Okay. I have a lot I, of them. I'm gonna try to keep my comments to myself, but you don't want bad at that. No, you just—it's—this it, is, okay, is lightning round. Okay, this is Gatlinburg lightning round. Review number one: Karen B. Delicious and friendly, and we had the Shih Tzu. <laughs> 
The wines at this place are amazing. Ending up buying six bottles because we couldn't make up our mind. I am not even a real wine drinker, but I love the Muscadine wine and love Teresa. She Fuck was fabulous. Told you. Fucking told you it's yeah. Muscadine wine. Well, it's it's like the place is like half ciders anyway. Well, yeah. It's like mostly cider with a couple of Muscadines. Because that's what grows in Tennessee. It's apples and Muscadines. Yeah. We have a review from Culture 523-9307-6513. And now we have their social security number. Excellent service and wine. Great place to stop and try some samples. Rabbit was very helpful, friendly, and knowledgeable. Only in Gatlinburg is the bartender named Rabbit. That's we, incredible. We stopped on a whim and ended up with three bottles because it was so good. If you like sweet li- su- sweet wines, this is the place to go. We have a review from Backpacker 688950. Anniversary. This is an awesome place to sample So Me wines. Staff is very friendly. Heidi was awesome. The wines are awesome. I bought three bottles before I left. What the? No, you don't go to a winery and you're like, "Mm, I'm going to get six bottles of wine. It gets worse. We have Jen L. New favorite. We were invited to a tasting by Cindy. She was so friendly and so knowledgeable about the wines. All the wines we tried were delicious. It was hard to pick a favorite. We wound up leaving with three bottles. So that seems like the normal. And I guess if you're going to travel all the way to a winery, then you're like going to buy more than one bottle. Other people have money is, I think, the issue that I have. We have a review from <laughs> Brenda Fay. Five stars. Finding the perfect taste for me. Rabbit was very helpful. We he, go rabbit. He helped me find the wine that is not too bitter nor too sweet. I am 53 and have not found the perfect wine. He, not even living. He let me taste three wines he felt I was looking for simply by telling him. I bought three bottle, one of each he had me taste. Perfect. <laughs> we have a review from Mommy 2GB. Ooh. Five stars, another great Wait, addition. Wait, is that Mommy to two grandbabies? <laughs> yes. Uh, we, and another great addition to Gatlinburg. I have purchased from this company several times online after tasting wine purchased by a friend. Recently on a trip to Gatlinburg, I stopped by for to taste a few of the wines. I was helped by Gail, and she was amazing. Left with three more bottles and two wine glasses. So the people here just know how to fucking upsell. Excuse me, you're getting the white muscadine wine? Better also get the red. Better also get these wine glasses. Better buy six bottles of wine or you're not allowed to leave. (laughs) We have a review from Trace M. Quick visit, but satisfying. Very warm and friendly staff, not at all pushy. Contradicts your theory. I I have difficulty believing that one. Very nice. Kathleen helped us and allowed us to sample all of their choices. We like the blueberry and apple with the mulling spice, which they had on site, as well as made into warm apple cider type drink. Prices were very modest, and we got three bottles. The prices, it's 20 to 25 a bottle. Holy shit. They're not like that cheap. That's not bad. That's not bad, but but other people have money. Yeah. We have a five-star review from Jalen F. Miss. We had a wonderful experience. Rabbit made it so much fun. We walked out buying six bottles of wine. Holy so we're, we're starting to up the stakes. We're starting they to up the stakes the a little bit. when you come in and the minimum leaving <laughs> price is three bottles. Or they keep your family. I want to be clear. There were uh, 200-something pages of reviews. I stopped at 20. So that's the why I think they're buying reviews because these are so consistent. Yeah. It's like the same thing three every bottles, fucking three bottles, time. Three bottles. Were there any like? Oh no! And then, and then the people doing the fake reviews, they like up it because now we're up to six. Well, that's now we're up to six. 
Lions 454, five stars, love this place. Stopped in for a free sample and left with a great experience with Cindy and six bottles of wine. Holy shit! I could have bought all of them, and they are all so good. It's so hard to find sweet quality wine. I'm joining the wine club for sure, because they have a wine club. Of course they have a wine club. Five stars, Janet C. Jeanette, Jeanette C., Best wines in Tennessee. We have come here two years in a row. This time, Bianca helped us, and we purchased six bottles. You should definitely stop in and test out the wines. We should definitely go back again. We will (laughs) buy six more bottles of wine. We have five stars. I foster P85. Do you? Do you foster P? (laughs) Wine tasting host, Lindsay. We go by this place every year and stock up on wine. Walked away with 16 bottles this what trip. What the fuck kind of house do you <laughs> live in where your kitchen has space for 16 bottles of wine? I think at that point you have a wine cellar. Uh, Lindsay was our hostess. What? Awesome job, girl. We had so much fun. We will be back soon. 16 bottles doesn't last long. Well, okay. It probably should. Okay. It probably should. Lushes. Wait, but like, if you have a wine cellar, why are you at Tennessee Homemade Wines? If you if you can afford a wine cellar, then you're somewhere that makes real wine. Hey, you were just saying Tennessee is known for its good, good wine. We got well, five no, star review. Known for muscadine wine, muscadine wine, blueberry wine, apple wine, <laughs> but like not like real like. Wine, wine. That's what this person likes. Okay, that's great. I mean, I also like blueberry wine. They bought like two hundred dollars worth of worth of gimmick wine. You can get one really good bottle of like Pinot Noir. I'm sure in Napa Valley for two hundred dollars. Probably, yeah. (laughs) But you know what? It'd be real wine. We have a review from M Curse Twelve, five stars. See Bianca when you visit. Bianca was so nice and friendly and did an excellent job recommending wines. We loved all the wines we tried and ended up with six bottles to take home. We have a review from Charity, one, two, one, five stars. Best wine in Gatlinburg. Great wine and a great friendly atmosphere. Thanks to Cindy for a fantastic wine tasting. I left with six bottles and some blueberry cider. Apple and peach are delicious. We have a five star review from Kyle W. This one's a little different. Amazing. Want good wine and outstanding service? Great, great, sweet wine. Teresa was great. Fun and outgoing. Keep smiling. (laughs) We bought no wine. Keep smiling. Keep smiling. We got a five-star review from Suzanne H. Great wine and cider. I was pretty much wined out from all the tastings, but decided to try this last one on the strip. So glad I did. Thank you, Cindy, for changing my mind. She was very friendly and helpful. I ended up buying three bottles of the cider and three bottles of wine. We will definitely stop back in our next trip to Gatlinburg. This is blowing my fucking gourd, man. Five stars from Chlorine. One, two, two, six, nine, three. Best wine ever. When we first visited town, we just walked by and stopped in. Heidi was very helpful and knowledgeable about the products. We bought three bottles that day, which they gave a discount for, and we got two free wine glasses. Two days later, we went back to town just for the wine. This time, Bianca helped us, and we tried the flavors we didn't try the first time. We left this time with six bottles of wine. We bought five and got one free, as well as two more free wine glasses. Holy shit. How many more of these are there? We got five stars. Gray Burton. Great wine. Excellent little place to stop and taste test. Cindy was quite the sales lady and even gave us great advice on local places to eat. Ended up. I 
feel railroaded. Ended up buying six bottles. They were so good. Like at this point, it's too much. You can't trust a business if it's just this after this after this after this after this. Like I am exhausted. I you've read what like eight of <laughs> Too them? Too many. And I am I am exhausted. We're gonna end on a club banger. Okay. Ron M. Five stars. Long weekend getaway. My wife and I love good wine. Tennessee homemade wine is exactly what it sounds like. Good wine made with real fruit. What more can you ask for? <laughs> Not for wine snobs. For regular people. The best wine in Gatlinburg. Kale was Gail was very personable and guided us to just the right wine. We even joined the wine club. Of course you did. Because you're a fucking wine snob. What the hell? Of course you joined the wine club. Of what course is you did. this place? Right? I'm bad. What is this place that spends a lot of money on reviews? A lot. Obviously. Well, because they don't allow people to leave unless they buy nine bottles of wine. This this here's another one that's very typical. Uh, five stars, Ashley S. Love every single wine, not even a wine drinker, and we purchased 12 bottles after tasting. Like, so... Like, half the reviews, the key, the key terms are, I don't like wine, I bought a shitload of wine. That's insane. I know, right? That's insane to me that this place exists and they have purchased so many reviews with the same formula. And look, I don't want to get sued for libel in my my fucking like 15 hits an episode podcast. So let me just say, I don't have I don't have the facts, man. I don't know that they're buying reviews, but deep down I fucking know that they're buying reviews. I mean, I feel like if we were going to get sued for libel, it'd be for the episode where I tried to make a very good case that Sandra Lee is a demon that eats people's souls. <laughs> so Hey, you're just calling shit, him as you see him. <laughs> The ship has sailed. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, we're on the we're on the SS poverty. That's sad. <laughs> you wanna wrap up? I guess so. You 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 two can sail on our ship if you tweet at us. Yep. You can join us on the SS poverty at all the way down Shits Creek if tw- you want. Okay, well no, but yep. for real, look up look up the thistle do nicely photoshopped sign. I don't wanna like tweet a picture of it because I feel like that's weird, but yeah. Google it on your own selves time. Yeah. And tweet at us at Critic Everyone. And it's crazy, y'all. It's crazy. It's defo photoshopped. Um, And uh, please, if you see a review on the internet that you think is hilarious, uh, you should screenshot it and email it to us at forevercritic at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Or if you just want to, um, if you just want to chat, that's fine, too. I yeah, had somebody... Uh, email me a recipe from Food Network to show me that buffalo buffalo sauce, I guess, usually has Worcestershire in it. Um, and if that's what Reed Drummond was talking about, she didn't make it clear enough because in my head I was envisioning already made hot buffalo wings that you're then dipping in Worcestershire sauce, which sounds gross. Does sound pretty gnarly. So I'm just going to go ahead and address that recipe. I'm not swayed. Leave us, leave us review fanatics a review wherever you like iTunes, uh, or I guess it's I guess it's Apple Podcasts now is what they're all saying. Oh yeah, wherever um, you get your podcasts. Wait, yeah, if it, you know, just leave us a review if you wouldn't mind. We hear it's super duper important. Um, I think that's pretty much it. We'll be back with you next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Let's bounce, Ham.